Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, guess what? We are back real quick. It is your favorite three, myself, Tam, and my guy, Front Row Kenny. What's going on, you guys? First of all, we're the fantastic three, not the favorite three. Well, I guess we're <laughs> yeah. favorites, but we're also fantastic. <laughs> right, right, what right. What it do, Bulls? What it do? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I miss you guys. <laughs> oh. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. We miss you, too. We miss all of you. We miss. I miss you guys, but I'm glad that we're on a break. <laughs> Yo, let me just tell you this. I went on our Twitter account. I was like, not today. And I say that every day. So for our listeners out there who are also with us on Twitter, we'll be back. We're just taking full advantage of this break right now. We are not officially back. Let me make that clear. We are not officially back. This is just to say, hey, what it do? And to give you our top 10 from 2020. So, Kenny, any words before we jump into the top 10? I'll just say real quick, I hope you guys have everyone out there, including y'all as well. I hope y'all holiday has been great because I've been eating good, having a little little drink here and there, you know. <laughs> it's the holidays, but um, miss everybody. Hope we have a wonderful 2021. I don't really got too much to say. That's really it. Kenny is a man of little words. Well, no, I won't say little words, but maybe we talk too much, Renee. I'm not sure. What, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I know I talk a lot, but. <laughs> well. Yeah, I, I got no room to talk. <laughs> Okay, really quick before we jump into the top 10, and it's the best of 2020. So it's a top 10, best of the year, whatever you want to call it. It's a, I don't know, it is what it is. But before we jump into what it is, we're not going to talk about anything that has happened since we last recorded a podcast. Obviously, so much has happened. There was a retirement. There was a new champ, which we actually talked about that. There's a new team. Michael Jordan came into the sport, yada, yada, yada. We won't talk about that. We will wait until our first episode of 2021 to talk about that. But really quick, Renee, Kenny, tell the folks what you've been up to. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, since our break, I have really just kind of been, um, doubling up work over at the hospitals and, uh, the other small surgery centers that I, uh, usually work at. And it's been keeping me busy as well as finding a little bit of time to relax. And, uh, just like Kenny uh, said earlier, do some really good eating. I've been <laughs> eating a lot. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I tell you, you know, around the holidays, let me say this. I thoroughly enjoy watching other people working out, jogging, get, keeping themselves in shape because I am that one guy that maybe granted I have a, I'm a, now I'm a thin guy. You, anybody, you guys know me very well. I don't know if our listeners that know me for just for maybe following me, uh, on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter or whatever, but I'm a pretty thin guy. I think I have the luxury of being 
lackadaisical during the holidays with working out and stuff because I don't work out. I don't jog. I don't run. I mean, I just eat and let my belly get a little bit of full. (laughs) And then after the first of the year, I'll go back to working out and getting in shape. But as of right now, uh, I just been thoroughly enjoying eating just as much as Kenny or even probably more. And that goes with meals, snacks, sweets, whatever I can get my hands on. <laughs> Other than that, that's what all I've been doing. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Renee, because especially on the eating part, because that's like mainly my dig during the, during the off season, just like the holidays in general. It's just like relaxing, cooking my favorite foods, eating my favorite foods made by my family members, because when I come home, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I completely forget how to cook when I come home. but um. On a more serious tip, I guess you could say for the off season for me, it just kick started with doing some home improvement. Actually, obviously, we have spent a ample amount of time. Everyone has, at least for the most part, has spent an ample amount of time at home, including myself. So I finally got a new TV. My dad and my brother have been saying you need to get a new TV for Lord knows when. A little tiny twenty-something inch TV in my living room. He's like, "Go ahead, it's time you just go ahead and do it." I was like, "All right, cool." I found something I actually like. My brother helped me pick one out. Got me a new 50-inch TV, and I went ahead and got a brand new display, put all that together. So that was cool. Now my new systems are all hooked up, and everything looks real good. It's it's a real clean-looking TV, a 4K TV. It looks fantastic. Like, it's crazy. But other than that, really, I've just been kind of plugging away. So if you guys follow me on social, if you aren't, please do at Front Row Kenny. I haven't been on there as much lately, but as the NBA season has came back along and my Oklahoma City Thunder are playing again, of course, I'll tweet every once in a while as Shea Gillies Alexander hit a game winner, ironically enough, where I live at now in Charlotte on Sunday. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, that's just that's been me. I've just been chilling. Right on. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad to see everyone's keeping busy and keeping their bellies full. I can actually co-sign on that because I've been doing the same. (laughs) And I think we already discussed this, but my gym actually closed down and filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) So I don't even have a gym to go to, but I would not have been going to the gym anyway. I did start working out in my backyard, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. My feet have been hurting, so I haven't been doing anything. (laughs) I can say that yeah. as a joke, but when I tell you my feet have been killing me, I know I'm like, wait, why are you complaining on the podcast? But, yo, this is real life. My feet hurt. They hurt right now, too. They've been hurting for months. So I stopped working out, and thank God I don't have a belly, but I need to tone back up. Okay, enough said. I know you guys did not tune in to hear about my feet hurting and <laughs> Renee growing a belly. <laughs> And Kenny buying a 50-inch screen TV. You guys wanted to hear some NASCAR, and we are about to give it to you. So without further ado, I think that's how you say that. This is our top 10 from 2020. You know what? First of all, I always do this. I never end, and then I keep going. It really should have been a top 20, but it's a top 10 for 2020. Here's a look back at the best of the 2020 NASCAR season that was. Kenny's top five race to watch on YouTube, episode 153. 
give everyone our top five races to watch. And these are races that are on YouTube. Kenny, did you want to tell everyone the five races that you recommend they watch since we have no NASCAR for the foreseeable future? I know, yeah, right? Let them know, Kenny. Just, it's super unfortunate. But um, no, and just disclaimer, no in particular order, but the 2005 Daytona 500, the 2000 Winston 500, the 2003 Funai <laughs> 250 at Richmond, and man, what were the last two on my list? Oh, the Cracker Barrel 500 at Atlanta. And I can't remember the exact fifth one I put on there, but I also gave another one. So I'm also going to say the 2002 Looney Tunes 400 at Richmond. That's another one I really like. Who's in the 42? Episode 157. The Quiet Assassin, Matt Kenseth, is back and Nobody saw this one coming, but he's in the number 42 car. He's going to be replacing Kyle Larson. We already know what happened to Kyle. No need to talk about it. If you want to hear our thoughts, you can listen to... Actually, that was the last episode we did two weeks ago. Yeah, sure was. If you're interested in what we had to say about what went down with Kyle Larson, check it out. It is available. I think that was episode 157, if I'm not mistaken. I certainly didn't see this coming. I'll be honest with you guys. Nobody saw it coming, but it almost didn't happen because apparently, according to some reports, I read a few things from a few people that are in the industry. Apparently, Chip Ganaski was wanting to talk to your boy, uncle, cousin, Carl Edwards, about getting into the number 42 car, but he declined after he thought about it, according to what the people are saying out there. So, yeah, so now we have Matt Kenseth in the 42. <laughs> Speak up and say something. Episode 159. I feel as if NASCAR hasn't really taken a side. And that, I mean, and again, it's not really take about taking a side, but at least just speak up and say something. We know that NASCAR fan base is not necessarily, you know, uh, for lack of a better word. Actually, I won't even give a word for it. How about that? We know. You guys know what I'm talking about. But I just feel like that. And Kenny, I don't want you to chime in on this. Just FYI. You, you know why. I just feel as if NASCAR... Somebody needs to say something, at least just something. I don't know. So at the time of this recording, Bubba has spoken out. Uh, Ty Dillon has spoken out. And Daniel Suarez has spoken out, which is to be expected from Bubba as well as Daniel. Ty. And Tyler Reddick. And Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick as well. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, so Tyler Reddick. So Tyler Reddick, Ty Dillon. Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez have issued some type of statement or something, acknowledge the unrest. And Steve O'Donnell has said something, a little blurb, and Jeff Gluck. And again, Jeff Gluck technically is just a reporter and not a part of, well, you know, he's a part of the NASCAR family, but you guys know what I'm saying. He's not employed by NASCAR. But yeah, so 
like I just actually read the Oakland A's put out a statement. I believe the NFL has put out some type of statement. Renee, how do you feel? Do you feel as if NASCAR should remain silent or what are your thoughts? Here are my thoughts as far as, I guess, what NASCAR has done or has not done. I can completely understand why NASCAR has been silent uh, in this particular case because of the situation at hand. And I think it's pretty obvious we don't have to uh, sit here and let the elephant in the room be uneasy for everybody. Let's just call it out. It's NASCAR and the situation is what it is. Now, I think there is some good and some negatives that go with this, to be honest with you, Tammy Kenny, and, and I'll explain why. I think that the silence of NASCAR is understandable because of, I think, how NASCAR is perceived. Let's be honest, every, and, and I, and I still get this to this day. I still get this on May 31st in 2020, uh, that people that know that I do a NASCAR podcast, that know that I like NASCAR, know that I love NASCAR, they're like, dude, you know, how is it that you like this redneck type of sport? But all they do, and, and I get that to this day, all the time, and, and it's hard to explain to them, you know, how to not look at it like that, because I know that NASCAR has changed over the years, and I know that NASCAR has been trying to change over the years. But sometimes in situations like this, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. And what I mean by that is like, well, do we say something, and then it'd be the wrong thing? Do we put somebody from our sport to say something and it'd be the wrong person or do they not say something and then their silence is just as bad as not saying anything so they're they're kind of caught in this rut and uh, i understand why maybe their silence and unsilence by some of the drivers is is understandable now the drivers that have spoken out are obviously the ones that i would have expected to speak out, Bubba obviously, um, uh, Daniel Suarez obviously, because uh, they're they they are technically, and I'm using my fingers as quotation people of color. Um, Austin Dillon, I understand why he would say something because he's a very religious guy. Well, we Ty Dillon, not Austin. And, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ty Dillon. Yes, you're correct, and I know Ty Dillon is a uh, 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 very close to his faith, and which which I commend him for. And he's trying to find some way to get this all back to a positive way of doing things. And I, and I, and I, and I com completely understand that. But I will say to you, Tam, uh, Kenny, uh, and all of our listeners that are listening to our podcast, I went to uh, Arizona uh, to uh, do a, um, a last minute gig that a friend of mine got me on uh, from a comedy club that was, it had opened up. They allowed a few people in there, uh, like a handful of people. They only gave out a, a, a certain amount of tickets. And I went down there and it was great to be on stage with a microphone and a real audience. And I can't begin to tell you how magical that was. But everything afterwards was completely, it made that whole experience back on stage just not important. Because as I was trying to get back to my hotel in downtown Phoenix, that's where the protesting started. And right in front of my hotel, the march was literally like down the street in front of the hotel. And we were having a hard time trying to get back to the hotel after we had dinner with some friends. And it was powerful and it was intense. And it was uh, the first time, and I'll say this to any of my listeners that actually follow me on social media. If you go to my any of my social media, I posted all the videos that I, I took and, and everything. 
on my social media, but it was the first time that I had ever been in a situation where I'm experiencing this firsthand. And it was absolutely intense. It was absolutely powerful. It was absolutely emotional. And I was overcome with emotion in every sense of the word that I, 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 I understood what was happening. I absorbed it. There was a, a moment where I sat and, or I just stood there and just kind of watched everything unfold. And the protest did get a little violent afterwards. It, I mean, it escalated pretty quickly. They started breaking windows, throwing things at the police officers there. Some people were starting to do graffiti on the buildings. Um, and it was, it, it was pretty intense. But it is something that I think that as, as a human being, we can all sit here and really just kind of look at what's going on. And this is the sad thing because as we're just coming out of this pandemic, as we're just getting some of uh, our favorite sports and Tam, yours, mine, Kenny's and all, all of our listeners, NASCAR coming back and we're starting to get back to some somewhat of a, of a normal life and living then this happens and it's unfortunate because now you have to sit here and think, well, now what happens from here? Because it almost seems like sports coming back is unimportant and pointless, but I loved it. And I, and I loved watching NASCAR, but it seemed like my mind was somewhere else as I'm watching the race, the last race where, where Chase Elliott, when I'm sitting there watching that and it's just like, you know, everything that's going on, your mind is somewhere else. Kenny, I don't, I don't know. If, if you, you felt that way, Tam, I don't know if you felt that way, even as you're watching the race, but it just seemed like your mind was elsewhere other than that race. And that's hard because you want to focus on, on the race. You want to have a good time, but you know that all of this stuff is going on. That's what I said earlier, Renee, like it's tough. Race of the year, episode 162. Just ultimately one of the better races of the year for sure. And I think one of the best races just in general from, um, from beginning to end, even down to the celebration at the end with Blaney and Bubba, of course, they talked. And of course, Bubba walking up to the grandstand and seeing something like that was amazing. I'm not even going to lie. That's some, that's something that made me cry because that's something I couldn't have imagined to see years ago, but to see it now is amazing. And to see all those people support him, it was, it was dope. It was a great moment, but. Yeah, I think that's like my best sum up. One of my favorite races of the year, bar, bar none. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, piggyback on the both of y'all. I don't know what that 8% was looking for either. I don't know if they thought maybe Dale Jr. and Jeff Gordon were going to come down <laughs> and get in the car and start racing. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were looking for, to be honest with you. But I, I thought this race had pretty much everything, just like you said, Kenny and Tam, from the get-go, from, from the beginning to the middle, to the end, it was just, you know, all over the place. It was chaotic. It, you know, people were passing each other. It was fantastic. And then how can you even describe the ending to that? And, and Tam, the fact that Eric Amarola came in third going backwards, come on, man. I mean, let's, <laughs> man. I mean, you didn't know who, you didn't know who was going to finish that race, but, but Eric Amarola just coming across the finish line backwards. <laughs> he could have easily won that race too, coming backwards. You, you never know. It doesn't get better, Renee. It's just that, just what it was. One thing I want to add, like, when did we have 56, 57 lead changes? And not only did we have that many lead changes, not a single car got airborne. Yeah, that's very true. We can dissect the package, 
But I actually like the racing. You still got some pack racing, but the race gave you everything. You got drafting, you got bumping, you got pushing, you got everything. And then you still had, you didn't really have the big one that Talladega is known for, but you had an accident at the end. But I I just had an epiphany. I think that 8% who didn't enjoy the race were Chase Elliott fans. Because <laughs> it's possible. when you were talking about the race had everything except Dell Jr. and Jeff Gordon, it clicked to me. I said, those 8%, they were rooting for Chase. And they were upset that he got taken out. That's the only thing I can think yeah. of. But yeah, just as great as the ending of the race was with the drama in terms of how they crossed the finish line and everything that happened when Blaney won. Blaney... You can look at Blaney until he visibly didn't know how to feel. And then it hit him and then he started to celebrate. And then, of course, when Bubba came out, everything was awesome. Bubba went and he didn't have his mask on. He didn't have his gloves on. And he touched every fan who had come out to see him. And it was a great moment to see diversity in the stands at Talladega. And not just a one or two sprinkled here and there, but a cluster of people of color. That was awesome. But what was also awesome was the beginning of the race and how all the drivers showed up for Bubba. Now, since then, we all know things have changed in terms of, you know, it was supposedly... A noose was found. Well, I guess it was found, but it wasn't what it appeared to be. And some people were pissed off because I know that one guy, what what's his name, Kenny from Sears Radio, his son is upset and he said some crazy words. What what was the Yeah, Mike Skin yeah, Mike Skinner, his son Dustin Skinner. Yeah, I don't even want to glorify ignorance and I am gonna say ignorance with a response or a comment if you want to know exactly what was said you can google it all i will say is that the daddy was like yeah my son said all that stuff but that's not how i feel and you know something's wrong when your own daddy don't have your back yeah no kidding so i think kenny what did you say that uh you said that the daddy was like Oh, I was like, that That statement itself was just like, yo, hey, y'all, uh, my son's wild, but that ain't me. That's not me or my wife. That's like basically what I saw. I guess we need to address the elephant in the room. So people are pissed and they're mad at yep. Bubba because of, they just mad at Bubba. I mean, uh, you know what? I'm exhausted talking about this SHIT. I'm just going to spell it. I don't even have the energy to say the word. I'm just exhausted <laughs> talking about it. So you know what? I don't talked out. Kenny, if you want to talk about what happened, Renee, one of y'all jump in. I'm sure whatever you say, I 100% agree with. And then we're going to talk about Pocono and some predictions. But if one of you guys want to. That'll work. Go over. Yeah, go go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, um, you know, obviously the news has shifted a whole lot in like 24 hours. I mean, just in general, it's been like a, a whirlwind of a weekend from Sunday night to Monday with, you know, what transpired. And then to Tuesday with the announcement of, of the FBI announcement, letting people know that 
it was it had been there before and that's what they discovered and that's what that was and you know i know there's a lot of people who are you know in a weird way happy that this is you know how this happened because it you know follows along with their rhetoric that this was just a hoax and this was just something fake but I just want to say right now from a person who lived in Alabama for four and a half years and almost a fifth, um, in a place like that, you can't say that that's something with, with all the tension that's already been going on as it is in this country, that it wouldn't be something to put past anybody. Like, I hate that that has to be the, be the notion, but that's just what you feel when you're in the deep, deep South. That's just the feeling you first get. Of course, you know, for me, I got used to living there for a while, but you know, it was always in the back of my mind. It never left my mind, you know. I mean, just the day before on Saturday, there was a set of, a set amount of people outside of the track with Confederate flags, you know, obviously, you know, trying to say defund NASCAR and being mad at NASCAR for what they did, even though it's a private company and that's their choice to do whatever they want. But it's just sad to see how many people are trying to compare this to another situation, which I'm not going to state. If you know what it is, you know what it is. And that's what people want to stick to. And here's my thing. He didn't find it himself. His crew member did. And given what's been going on that entire weekend, I think if that was me in that situation, I probably feel the same way if that was the case. Because, you know, you want to protect, obviously, your teammate just like in any other sport. But when you're the lone guy like how he is, as in the drivers, you know, you're going to you're gonna think about that. So, again, I'm glad that no one in the garage has done something like that. That's a good, that's a good sign. I'm glad there was a precaution taken given the hostility that's already going on as it is. I don't think there was something wrong done. Tam versus Austin Dillon haters, episode 166. Austin, you know, I love to rub it in everybody's face because it's Tam against all Austin Dillon haters. <laughs> Although, no matter, this guy can't do anything for fans to approve of. Like, he won and the naysayers was like, oh, he won because of the package. Ugh, you know what? I just can't with you guys. <laughs> what you know about that youngin'? Episode 173. <laughs> Were you born before the Macarena song? <laughs> oh, God. Wait, do you even know what the Macarena song is? I do. I don't know what year it came out, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I know the song, but I was born in 90... Hello? Yeah. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah we can hear you now. We asked uh, you, did you... Were you born before the Macarena? If it was before 95, then I would say... If it was before 95, then I still know what the song is. That's the crazy part. I just don't know what year <laughs> it came out. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I've I don't heard of it, though, at least. came out, either. Yeah, remember... Uh, right, said Fred. Um, too yeah, sexy that. for my shirt. Too sexy for my yeah. Something, something. It hurts. That was, that was early nineties or late eighties. I don't know, man. That's when music was just fun and happy. I don't. Know I still know going. a little something. <laughs> I know a little <laughs> something. I do like my. I do like my eighties and my nineties and my seventies as well. 
uh, when it comes to music. So who sung "Get Into the Groove"? <laughs> you said what song? Who sung "Get Into the Groove"? Boy, you gotta move. I've heard that song. Can't oh, tell you the Madonna. name, but I've heard the song. Isn't that Madonna? Renee, I know you know, but it was a yeah. question for Kenny. Oh, sorry. I've heard the song at least. <laughs> okay, that's like. Okay, we're gonna talk some NASCAR, but just to give you guys a history lesson. Once upon a time, all music was the same. I guess there was always like country and rhythm and blues and that, but I feel like, especially out this way in California, everything was universal for us. We didn't necessarily listen to one type of music. Like we all knew Madonna songs. We all knew Michael Jackson. We all knew Wham. Oh my God, what's a Wham song, Renee, real quick, with Boy George? Careless Whisper? Wham? Careless Whisper. Ow. Okay. I, I have heard sing. a Careless Whisper too, see? <laughs> wake me up before you go, oh, wake go. Wake me up, yeah. Wham actually had a lot of good hits. Man, oh my goodness, I can talk music. We can talk about Hall and Oates. We can talk about, shoot, <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> Hey, shout out, Here's the thing, shout out like, SOS Band. That's another one I like from back in the day. So SOS <laughs> my was, I think, more of my mother's time, but I know all the SOS songs. Yeah, SOS, good band. I feel like yes. in our generation, Renee and I, like, like I grew up listening to soft rock. I, like, you know, it just was what it was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Music just started to divide, and then it just <laughs> became like, like, I vividly remember when rap started becoming, like, hardcore. And I was like, yeah, I'm more of an East Coast person. I I was more of a De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest, but... Hey, you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, yeah, yeah. you know, I liked a lot of the New York rappers. But then it was like, L.A. was like gangster, gangster. And I was like, no, I just want to dance and have fun, fun. <laughs> The Perfect Scheduled Length, episode 173. What What do you guys think? Would you ha- want to have a season with less races, like in terms of like 27, 28, 29 a year? Of course. Yeah, I feel like it should be. First of all, NASCAR is the longest season of any sport. Like football is what? What is football? 11 weeks? September till 16 weeks plus playoffs. So that's what, right. 20 weeks well, in no, total, I think? They, I mean, well, it's kind of hard because of this season. They, they're getting rid of the preseason games. But I guess it was, what, four preseasons games? Yeah, if, you t- if you're just talking regular season, then yeah, it's about 20 weeks or so. Yeah, and NASCAR goes almost a whole full year. Like, it's bananas. So I would perfectly be happy with... 26 races so maybe first of all there are 10 10 races in the playoffs so maybe 16 regular season races and no that's not that's not an even ratio so maybe 16 to 18 regular so, i mean season the season races. ratio isn't isn't um isn't ratio either because i mean it's 26 regular season and 10 to finish it off well, no, I was saying the way I was calculating it. I was thinking gotcha. like 2016. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, it's just incredibly long. Like I will always maintain this stance that NASCAR should end before the NFL season begins. Or it should be right on the heels of 
you know, it should be minimum overlap because I feel that's as basically if, IndyCar. Yeah. Because you think about, okay, this Sunday, and again, I know these are unique circumstances, but I was like overwhelmed. I watched NBA games. I've watched tennis. I've watched NASCAR. I've watched TV shows on HBO and on show, well, no, not Showtime, Stars, because none of my Showtime shows are on at this point, but they're coming back. So Sundays, I just feel like it's, you know, I need it to end, but yeah. So that's that. Obviously, I have strong, I have a strong conviction. Is that how you say it? I have, I'm strong in my opinion. Okay. I think that's about right. I'm the same way, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Jump man, jump man. Jordan joins NASCAR. Episode 175. Your boy, Michael Jordan. Jump man, jump man. Number 23. Some say the greatest of all times. On the NBA basketball court, he has jumped into NASCAR. And as we all know, Jumpman has sponsored the Denny Hamlin, the number 11, or the driver of the number 11, for a minute. I think him and Jordan have been friends for like 11 years or something, he said. But now Jordan is tossing his Jordans into, well, no, that's not how I want to say it. So let me say this. Jordan is tossing his Jordans on the racetrack and he is going to co-own a team with Denny Hamlin and the logical pick for their driver behind the wheel of the new, well, is it going to, what's the team name, Kenny? Anybody know the team name? I don't think there's an official name out yet, honestly. Not yet. Oh, you think the number will be the 23 or is the 23 taken? No, actually, 23 is open. Someone's got to take it. So my guess is they will take it because BK Racing, who is no longer around, they ain't got that 23 no more. So my best bet is that 23 is definitely coming back. And I can't wait for that Jordan gear to drop. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That Jordan Bubba collab about to go crazy. I said all of that and didn't say what you guys probably already know by now. But Bubba Wallace is going to be behind the wheel of the Jordan and Hamlin car named to be determined, car number to be determined, but it will probably be the number 23. And oh, can you guys just sit back and think about the Jumpman logo on the track? Mm. Woo, fire. Bring it back again. <laughs> I'm all, hey, look, I'm all here for it. I remember when Denny was in a truck and it was like all it was like the Jordan if my my sneakerheads out there know what I'm talking about it had the cement color on it and then it had the Carolina blue you cannot ever forget the Carolina blue kicks I definitely got a pair so <laughs> it's going to be wow. great whenever all this stuff comes out I literally and that's the craziest thing I literally just bought a pair of Carolina blue Air Jordan 3s probably right before the pandemic hit so I'm just waiting on a new jacket to come out because I'm definitely going to get one. I don't care if nobody say I'm getting one. Boy, Kenny styling and profiling with that old school Hey, to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to cop some of that gear when it comes out. <sighs> Heartbreak Harvick, episode 181. It 
it was just madness. Like I, it was just something I don't know how to describe how I feel, but it's just an unsettling feeling that I have that he did not make it to the championship for. And I understand that it's racing and you got to earn your way in. But to me, it's just not right. I don't want to use the word that it's not fair, but it's not right to win nine races in a season and not move on to race for a championship. And yeah, I agree with that. And on that note, you guys know, but I'll just recap, not the race, because at this point, nothing matters. I'll just confirm, reiterate who's moving into the next round, which is the championship four, who will be racing for the chip. Joey Logano was in because he won. Chase Elliott won at Martinsville. So that put him in. Hamlin and Brad Kozlowski pointed their self in. Well, that sound that sounds funny. Pointed their self in. Yeah. They had enough points <laughs> to get in. How about that? Right. So yeah, so those are my thoughts. Anybody care to share anything? Kenny, Renee, what say you? I'll go first real quick. And all I gotta say, Kenny, is and I'm not sure how what your take would be. The reason why I agree with you, Tam, is because it it does seem kind of odd that you win nine races and you're not there at the end to either defend a title or at least have the opportunity to be there in the final four, whereas somebody just based on points gets in. To me, it just seems like there at least should be some kind of way where at some point, forget points. How many races did you win? How many races do you have? How many races do I have? And if I have more wins in races than you did, I think that just kind of allows me to have precedent over your points. If you know what I'm saying, I'm using points like in quotations. So in that essence, I kind of feel like, like that's, well, I mean, that's just how I feel about, about it when it comes to that. But nevertheless, it, those two guys that got in, like, like Cam, how you said a point, you know, just based on points and stuff. I mean, they're good drivers too. So I guess they deserve their just as anybody else, you know, but that's NASCAR, you know? Well, before you sports. say something, Kenny, I was listening to Renee talk and something just popped up into my mind. And obviously this is just my thought, but wouldn't it be great if the person who had the most wins, who won the regular season was guaranteed a spot into the championship for? I could agree with that. I would say yes and no. Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that kind of. It somewhat dilutes the point because I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's the point of the plant point of playoffs is for it to be all the way down to the end. But you know, nobody really catches a first round bye except for in baseball and football. I think if we're comparing it to any other other sports, so I don't know. I'm kind of fifty fifty on that one. Okay, well, it was just a thought. I just feel like NASCAR does everything else the way they wanted to do it or the way they want to do it. So why not? make it a rule that the person who has the most wins, the regular season champion should be guaranteed a spot. It's almost like what the NBA did with the bubble. They did a very interesting playoff bubble thing this time around. So I don't know, just a thought. Thank you for tuning in, race fans. Episode 182. Because it is our last podcast. Maybe I don't want to go and I'm just stalling. But so 
I tell you what we'll do. I'll let you and Kenny go first and say your little outros of whatever you'd like to say, and then I'll finish it out with my own, and then I'll just end it with me on the outro since I normally always do an outro. So how how about that? You guys want to do it that way? Is that okay? That's fine with me. So okay. For all of you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast this season. We hope that you enjoyed NASCAR. Your driver may not or may have one, but either way, we all love this sport. And yeah, going into 2021, because we are headed into 2021, I just want everyone to, you know what, in the great words of Rodney King, can we just all get along? That's it for me. Oh, that's it. All right. All right, Kenny. Short and sweet. <laughs> My turn now. Well, I got to say, we got through quite a quite a season. I mean, we even got a unusual break in our time, which was pretty crazy. We usually go 38 bloody weeks straight, and that's typically how it goes. But due to COVID, we had a little bit of a break in between, had some time off, I guess you could say, to ourselves. And then once we got back going... Well, we had a hell of a season. We had a lot happening this year, a lot more than I definitely expected because my intuition was 2021, new car. That was my thoughts, but we got ourselves a young champion, one of the most popular drivers, if not in the sport currently or in racing, one of them, right? So that's pretty cool, but I just got to say, you know, big big ups to Tam Renee. This is season number two full time, which is crazy to think, and I got to say, I'm glad to be able to work with y'all, hop on this podcast every week, give me a chance to talk every single week, keep my reps up, which is always helpful for myself. <laughs> and I just have a good time doing it. I'm glad for all my friends and family that have been able to listen to this podcast. And especially for those that don't really watch racing, they gave it a chance. I appreciate y'all a ton. Like that's, you know, that's big ups. To, that's big ups. It, it feels great to have that type of support from uh, my friends and family. So that's, you know, that's pretty dope. But yeah, looking forward to an off season. It's an off season. Got some work to do for myself personally, but of course, I'll give myself a little bit of a break. But yeah, again, just thanks to everybody listening. And man, hope y'all have a happy holidays and have a safe one with y'all families and enjoy yourselves, man. But this is your boy Front Row Kenny in 2020. I'm out. Right on. Right on, right on. Well said from both of my counterparts here on podcast. As it comes down to an end for all of us here and our listeners here for this season of NASCAR and for All Turns No Breaks, I would just like to say I can't begin to stress enough how much. And for all of our listeners that listen to our podcast, I want you to know and I want you to really understand what it's like to be here doing this podcast and relying on somebody like Tam who who takes the time and the effort to edit and put this podcast together. I can't stress enough what an amazing person she is, what an amazing soul she is to do this. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort on her part considering she has so many things that she also does uh, in in her own world. So uh, Tam, for me to you, I, I certainly appreciate that. And I don't ever want you to think that me or Kenny never appreciate that ourselves. Kenny, you, my friend, are also uh, just another wonderful human being that I've come across in my life that I've, I've really appreciated over the, the little time that we've been doing the podcast together. And thank you for your insight, your knowledge, and your education of continuously educating me on the sport. As much as I even think that I know about the sport, you continue to educate me on things that I didn't even know that I didn't know. So thank you, my friend, for also enlightening me 
in this world of NASCAR. Uh, and I certainly thank you from the bottom of my heart, the both of you. Our fans, I want to thank you so much for listening to us, supporting us over and over again. Thank you for tuning in and helping getting our podcast out to other NASCAR fans, family, friends, or whatnot that love NASCAR just as much as we do. Like Tam always says, I'll reiterate it, this is a podcast for fans by fans, and we certainly do appreciate your uh, support as well. We got through this whole 2020, and it was wild and crazy, Kenny, like you said, but we got through it together. We got through some difficult times together, even though that we we came across some points where it, we knew it was going to be difficult doing some of the episodes during 2020 because of the things that were going on. But we got through it together, you guys, and we will continue to get through hardships together as well. Let's hope that 2020 brings us a better season and a better year, and we'll have a wonderful holiday. Please enjoy your family, your friends, and all your other loved ones that you may see or may not see, whether it's on your cell phone, whether it's on Zoom on your computer, or you actually might see them in person. Enjoy their company, and uh, hopefully we will see you again next year on All Turns No Breaks. From Tam, Kenny, and myself, please take care of each other, be kind to each other, and have a safe and wonderful holiday. And we will see you in 2021 for All Turns No Breaks and the Fabulous Three. Thank you very much. And we will see you next year. Goodbye. See y'all. Y'all be safe. I'm supposed to say bye-bye, but thank you, Renee, for the kind words. Kenny, thank you. Could not do this podcast without either one of you guys. Thank you. And we will talk to you yeah bye-bye see ya bye-bye thanks so much for tuning in 